Hey, what's up, guys? Zero for Hire podcast, and I am driving. I told you guys I was going to be doing a lot of driving over these next couple weeks. Just past a huge pasture of cows. I had to go to Kansas today. That was cool. Um, I got a lot of time to drive, so I figured I'd jump on here and talk to you guys a little bit. Uh, one thing that happened this, this week I did not see coming was Tom McDonald and Ben Shapiro shopping the sun. If you haven't seen it, or if you haven't heard it, it's called Facts, which is, you know, that's appropriate because Ben Shapiro is famous for the, for the quote, facts don't care about your feelings. And uh, Tom McDonald, if you haven't heard of him, he's basically famous for being a white rapper who triggers, like, California liberal kids with basic things and, and then putting it in rap. It's a weird dichotomy because rap is intrinsically offensive in a lot of different ways. Like there's, it's, it's, you know, everything that you're not supposed to say on television, everything that you're not supposed to say in good company, you're allowed to get away with in rap. And then Tom McDonald pretty much found a market of saying like, okay, now I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, woke. I'm not going to pretend to go along with all these things that you guys want to go along with. And I think all that's trash. Oh, you're triggered by that? Well, I'm going to write a song about it. Like, that's his whole career. Before this, I think he did, he tried to do the whole, like, positivity for people who don't really have a moral compass kind of music. And I I don't mean that as a dig at Tom McDonald. Like, there is a contingency of people who, like, they're very, very proud of themselves for like not having their sugar and coffee this morning. Like that's some sort of how that's somehow attached to their version of morality or how they understand morality. Like they'll say, I don't drink. I only drink water. And it's like two separate things, you know, and it's not like straight edge. It's they do things that are hard to do. Like they get up and they go for a run and they work out. And that's great. Those are good things to do. But they're not the same kind of good as, like, the difference between good and evil. It's just, like, those are good for your body. Those are nice things to do, I guess. It doesn't affect me at all, really. Um, it doesn't really affect society, I guess. Like, if you if you drink water, nobody cares. If you didn't have coffee this morning, like, literally nobody cares. Uh, unless you're the kind of person who who's supposed to, like, always, like, you're, you're terrible to deal with if you haven't had coffee. And um, Tom McDonald writes music for people who have that understanding of, of the world. Like, they don't really know the difference between right and wrong. And so they have this, like, scattered set of rules where some things are okay, but, but other things are not okay. And they don't really know why, but they want to be good people. So, you know, they don't smoke cigarettes and they don't drink. They only drink water. But then there's still, like, you know, anything with God. Right? Anything but God. Anything but Jesus. So anyways, uh, seeing as how Tom McDonald doesn't really believe in Jesus, and and neither does Ben, uh, it was appropriate for them to put together a song. And I was interested to hear it, because Ben Shapiro kind of has that swag of like, you know, if you don't like it, screw you. And Tom McDonald's like, if you don't like it, screw you. So it's it was an interesting collaboration, to say the least. I actually thought that Ben Shapiro thought that rap was trash. And so for him to come out and do a rap video, I thought that was really funny. So now he's got this chip 
that he can that he can use at parties. You know, I was I was like the the song came out five days ago and it already has ten million streams on YouTube. Because as Tom McDonald says in the song, he's the biggest independent rapper in the world, and it's and it's true. So he uh they put this song out. It's got ten million streams, and. You know, Tom McDonald said, I don't care about it. Like, I, I am so surprised at how well this song fits both of their images. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's great. I think it's great. And so, it, it, again, it speaks to this idea of, like, there are way too many rappers that are just taking this cookie-cutter formula and trying to play it safe. And it's like, you can't play it safe and be edgy at the same time. You have to decide what you're going to do. You want to be edgy? Be edgy. You want to play it safe? Play it safe. But you can't do both. Tom Tom McDonald doesn't do both. He puts out really well-done music videos, uh, one single at a time. He follows the same kind of market that Bryson and Tyson James and Dax, like he's in that type of of rap market. They do it one single at a time. They do very well. They always deliver to their fans, and their fans support them for it, and it's great. I love that business model. And, uh, but like, I thought that Ben Shapiro thought that rap music was trash and I'm pretty sure I've heard him make fun of it before. So I I wonder what came, you know, obviously it's a PR stunt. Like we don't expect Ben Shapiro to be dropping any mixtapes anytime soon, but he, there, the daily wire is doing a lot to get into the culture. And so it's like, Hey, if I see, it's almost, it's almost exactly what the left does. This is, Hey, if I team up with this really popular rapper, then kids will like, like me. (laughs) <laughs> he drops this rap song and it's not bad. And it's like, okay, okay. Um, the thing that strikes me is like the obvious, like this is good. This is an obvious ghost written verse. Um, it's an obvious PR stunt. Like I said, been, been, we're not expecting a mixtape from Shapiro anytime soon. This was just like a fun thing. And they were just doing it. They weren't making fun of rap. They weren't poking fun at themselves. They were both pretty dang all serious. Like, I love how Ben Shapiro is really tapping into the essence of what hip hop really is. He is rapping from the desk of his podcast set as if he's doing video commentary. And he's, he's just he's sitting there. He's got the normal Ben Shapiro face. There's one of the lines in his verse where he's like, dog, is a yarmulke, no cap. Like he's saying it in slang, but he's saying the same stuff that he says on his show. It's just written in rap form for him. And he just delivers it the same way that he would deliver his podcast. And it just works. It works. Um, I don't think that anybody would be going out of their way to uh, to look for more Ben Shapiro songs. But we're glad that people are willing to have fun. We're glad that people are having fun. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. I just passed a deer carcass and it looks like somebody hit it so hard that it has no head. And that's just disgusting. Holy moly. I think I was a deer. Hope it was a deer, I mean, not a horse, but wow, yeah, it's just, there's blood everywhere. That's wow. Um, where are we? Got 17 more miles before I gotta start paying attention. I'm, I am, I, I will say, the west side of Missouri is flat. I love it. I, I love being back on flat Earth. Um, I'm, I'm heading back into the mountains, and so this this drive is going to become exceedingly more difficult as it goes on. Like it's already starting to get kind of hilly. Uh, other things that happened this week. So Lecrae just keeps giving us 
more and more material for the show. And if you haven't been joining us on the IXE show, a live stream show, we're, we're on YouTube, we're on X, and uh, we're still deciding what other places we're going to be. And I'm streaming on all of my channels as well. It's every Monday at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central. And uh, we, we talked about Lecrae a few times, you know, he got, got on board with the Lil Nas X stuff. And we were like, come on, dog, you got to do better. You got to do better than that. Well, now he's on some podcast. And I think it's just as a general rule, Lecrae needs to stay off podcast. He needs to stop talking to journalists. He needs to stay off podcasts. All that. Um, he went on some podcast. And he's telling this story about how he went to a Diddy party. So seems like a good PR move to just go ahead and get that out of the way first before you're accused. Get in front of it. Yeah, Diddy. I don't know exactly what's going on with the Diddy stuff. Like every time I hear people talk about it, they're like, I ain't going to say no names. We all know what's going on. No, we don't. I really don't know what's going on. And I wish you would say some names because then I would at least know how to who to Google. You know, like I don't I got I don't I don't really know all of the details. I don't know any of the details of I just know that there's something going around called the Diddy parties that I'm supposed to know about. And, and nobody will like directly talk to me about it right now. <laughs> so I got some research to do. Anyways, I guess Diddy got in trouble for doing something at his party. Seeing as how it's Diddy and he's a secular Hollywood artist, it's probably got something to do with some sort of sex scandal because why wouldn't it? Like, that's all they ever do is just have sex scandals and stuff. It's like, if you heard somebody say, I was at a, a Snoop Dogg party, just expect a story about smoking weed, drinking, or sex. And that's that's like, I want to say 75% of the Hollywood celebrities... If you were like, I was at insert celebrity name here, just expect the story to be about smoking weed, getting drunk, or having sex. <laughs> and if it's not, <clears throat> then it's something like the other 10% is like way, way worse. You know, like they were like, they were at a party and they murdered some guy or something. Or or the last, you know, 15% is just super late. <laughs> is that all the, is that 50? No, 10%. 75% and then it's 25 left over 10, 15. Yeah, okay. Anyways, my allergies are starting to kick up again. So, yay. Um, So, Lecrae gets on his podcast and he's talking about how he was at these parties. He won't say who. He doesn't want to talk about the layout because he doesn't want to out anybody. But he was at a party and some dudes were making out. And he was like, oh, okay. I guess this is what they do at these parties. And then he noticed like a bunch of other people are making out. And he's like, well, it's time to leave. But also, also, he was at this party, and he was at this party until, like, 1.30, 1, 1, 1, 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning, after midnight, when that was supposed to be happening. And so he's like, you, somebody gave him the heads up, like, hey, you don't want to be here around 1.30, and he, he's all like, you ain't gonna tell me. And it's like, really, dude? Like, I don't know, I, I haven't been to Hollywood anytime recently but i i mean one could just assume that if somebody's like you don't want to be here after 1 30 i'd be like cool thanks for the heads up and you know you go hit up the denny's on the way home or get you know something like you don't want to be there you don't want to know you're gonna have like dudes making out and you know i hope that image is very heavily seared into his mind for the rest of his life or you're gonna have um 
some, you know, some stuff. Like, and here's the, and here's the other thing. Lecrae is my age. So I, I can see if it's like you're in your 20s and you haven't done much dirty stuff in your life and you haven't gotten into much trouble and somebody's like, hey, it's going to get kind of wild around, you know, after midnight. And you're like, cool, I haven't been to a party when it gets wild, you know. And depending on what your version of wild is, because nobody just plunges headfirst into a, you know, Snoop Dogg gone wild party. Like you usually incrementally work your way. So this, this, this is, that was the Lecrae story, basically. He's just getting in front of it. So if there's, there's more to it, you don't want to talk about it, talk about it. We'll find out later on. We'll probably talk about it on the IXE podcast. But this is how these parties go. This is, this is how, this is the story. Because it happens incrementally. First, you're like, hey, we're going to go over to my, my cousin's house and, you know, you go, you show up and your cousin Jared is sitting on the couch and it's just like a bunch of dudes and, you know, a couple of them have some beers and a couple of them are like, we're going to go in the bathroom and smoke a joint, but they don't tell you because they don't want to share. So it's like that kind of party, which is not a party. That's just like, you know, we hang out here because we don't have, we don't want to go home kind of place. And you do that a few times, and then people start getting acclimated to the weed. Then they then they wise up, and they're like, I got to buy my own weed. So they start bringing weed, and all of a sudden, people are a little more apt to share. And then they start bringing a few more people to the party. And by the next month, you know, you're at a party, and, like, some guy walks in with a case of 40s, the cheap stuff, you know. So everybody's getting drunk that night. Or, you know, somebody shows up, and they're passing fifths around, and, and people are throwing up in the front yard and stuff. Like, that's the kind of stuff you expect for a while, like when you're getting into trouble. It's not good. I'm not giving it a pass. I'm saying, like, that's that's p- kind of, like, par for the course for parties. You might have some, some music playing. Now, the next level is, yeah, you got all that, and now you also have either really loud music and or a DJ. Now, generally, if you have a DJ, it's getting way past what what I already described. It's, it is what I described as the baseline. And then after that, you have, like, rooms where people are doing drugs you probably haven't heard of yet. And they're trying, they want to see what happens. So you have, like, people who are, like, staring at the ceiling very intently. You've got kids that are, like, licking the walls and stuff. Like, just... People are out of their freaking minds. I don't know if they're on LSD. I don't know if they're on ecstasy. I don't know if they're on both. You don't know. You don't know. You just know that like all of the colors in the room are blue for some reason. All of the and all the colors in the other room are red, and all of the lights are like rainbow colors. And they got like Christmas lights on the floor, and there's like fog for some reason. Like just it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes on. Uh, that's the level that I was at when I was in the uh, raver scene. So, you know, you get ravers, you're going to get kids with, like, parachute pants and a lot of bracelets, and they're licking the carpet or the walls, and they're, like, sitting on the carpet, and there's, like, whippets everywhere, and they're doing drugs you never heard of, and it's, like, if you're sober, you kind of want to leave because, you're like, this is real, real bizarre. Uh, and then you also have, like, these, like, mommy girls who... They're not old, but they act like they're moms, and they're momming all of the really, like, stoned out of their mind kids that 
oh, you got to keep them out of trouble. You can't throw up on the carpet. Yeah, so you have that. And it just becomes a, that when, when that starts to become a lifestyle, then you get to the level of like Hollywood parties. So at the Hollywood parties, it takes a severe plunge in, in weirdness. It doesn't go higher. It starts at like a LinkedIn gathering, you know, like a Christmas party at a corporate office. And there might be some drinking, but then it goes up a notch and it's just like a LinkedIn party with cocaine. And then you have the drinking and smoking, but people are dressed a little better. And then there's like this weird gray area and then all of a sudden everybody's sitting on the floor again and the rooms are different colors and they're licking the walls. So there's there's levels to it. You know, like a Lady Gaga video. And so when you go to a party and you show up and it's a Lady Gaga video and you're a Christian rapper, your first response should be like, I think I made a mistake. Let's not do this. You know, like if you're at a networking event, it's usually like a conference, like a Comic-Con or, or, you know, some sort of summit or you're meeting in the studio and you're meeting some people there and you're there for a session. But if you show up and kids are licking the walls and they're wearing bracelets and, you know, it's a Lady Gaga video, why are you there? Like, obviously, you've crossed into the threshold of very, very weird, and it only gets weirder from there. So, like, where, I mean, where can you go, honestly? You think it's going to, you think it's going to become less weird? No, it's not. It's not going to become less weird at that point. Like, that's going to be the baseline. You either turn it, you can only go from there, like, orgies, or they're going to eat dinner off of a part of a human being or they're gonna eat a human being, or somebody might get murdered, you know? Like, there's not a lot of places that that can go where it's predictable. And those are just the things that I would predict. Like, if I showed up and everybody's like, some kid's hair is all like sticking up in the air, but off to one side, and all all the different rooms with different colors, is like blood in the shower for some reason. You know, it's not gonna get any less weird from here. It's only gonna get weirder. Like you, you expect to open the fridge and there's like it's full of adrenochrome or something. So, why are you in that situation? Like that's that's too much. Look right, like you're doing too much. And and like these, they just don't get better. You know, it might start like, hey, we're gonna watch a movie, but like it generally doesn't stay that way. It doesn't stay like, like if you're the one guy who like took that literally, and you're you, by the end of the movie, you're like, where did everybody go? And they're like. And they're all in the bathroom. <laughs> like, the bathroom's not that big. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't. I'm trying to talk about it without talking about it because I've been to some parties. I've been to a lot of parties, you know. And I've never been to a party where it was like innocent, fun. Like we all got together and played Scrabble. Like that's not a thing. Like it may start that way, but generally by the end of every party that I've been to. It's either a Lady Kaga video or it's like that one scene from Blade from the first movie where there's just blood coming out of the sprinklers. Like there's it's not it's not normal. Parties are not normal anymore unless you're going to a kid's birthday party. Like if, the, if there's no chaperones, it's going to get weird. You know, there's there's some, there's no police. There's no sometimes if there is police, it's still going to get weird. Actually, one of the weirdest parties I ever went to was 
a bunch of police, but don't worry about that. We're not going to talk about that. Um, and I get like, you had some stuff happen that was wild and maybe, maybe you weren't eating sushi off of a human and nobody got murdered that day, but you still did some weird stuff and you just don't want to talk about, at least that, I think that should be your like response is like, look, stuff happened and I don't really want to talk about it. That's fine. Like that's a normal response. You know, that's closer to repentance than I'm going to stick around and see what happens because we are, it's not, it's going to get weird. That's what's going to happen. And I just don't understand how Lecrae expects us to believe that he doesn't know that. You know what I mean? Like we learned that a long, like maybe he did it. Maybe when he was 116, when he was, you know, unashamed, maybe he missed out on all that. And you would, you would think that he would be better for it because like, I've seen stuff that not only am I scarred for life, but I'm also like really, really concerned about my own children now. Cause I'm like, Oh man, what if they decide they want to go to a sleepover and then it gets weird and like, just, you know, cause like the word weird means very something real different when I say it versus when they say it, just, I mean, based on the examples it gave you. So like, why would he be at a, a, a part? Hey, I'm going to have a party. You want to come? Uh, you know, I can see like maybe, maybe, you know, it's a networking thing. And this is the other thing. I'm going to give you an example. And it's strictly on the basis that this, that you're doing this to network. Okay. We're not doing this. I'm going to be a light in the dark places crap. Nobody's buying it. If you're buying it, you're naive. Okay. Nobody's going to a Lady Gaga video, music video party where they're not doing this for, for ministry. Okay. No, nah, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. That's a lie. Okay. That is not true. We're not doing that. You're there for networking opportunities. Okay. So you are at a, at a, at a gathering where there's some people who are very secular, you know, very ungodly people. Some of them might be armed. But for right now, nobody's taken out their cocaine yet. And we're at the Scrabble stage of the party. So they're just playing Scrabble. You know, that's fine. And hey, come listen to some tracks and let me know what you think. And we're going to talk about some things. And you're there and you're keeping an eye on stuff. And nobody's flipped over the Scrabble board yet. There's not like a bunch of people in the bathroom. And it's not getting weird. But then like, in, even in that situation, you need to be leaving before it gets weird. Or at the very least, when it starts getting weird, you know? Like, when it starts getting weird, you got to leave. You, ideally, you want to leave before it gets weird. And I can't stress that enough. Like, when a party starts getting weird, you're going to see stuff that you wish you hadn't seen. And so then you can save yourself the embarrassment of having to go on a podcast and be like, there are some dudes making out, but I wasn't one of them. Like, no, because I left. Like, I, I saw that uh, they were putting the board games away and they were taking out the drinks. And I was like, hey, I got a phone call. I need to go take this and maybe call your buddies and be like, yeah, we got to leave before it starts getting weird. Because it's gonna. It's never, there's never been a party ever, ever, where it started getting weird and people were looked at each other and they were like, yeah, this is getting weird. And they went back to playing scrap. That's never happened in the history of parties ever. It always gets weird. So just stop with the lies. 
stop expecting us to believe lies. Like, it's insulting. It is insulting as a person who was a partier. And I like, I like to party. I know a lot of people say like, oh, you shouldn't want to party. I like to party because parties can be fun. That's something that I hadn't talked about. Parties can be fun. Sometimes you go to a party and you just have fun and it doesn't get weird. It doesn't have to get weird. Now, generally, as you get older, you call that like having people over for dinner or hanging out because you don't want to give people the wrong idea. Because if you say it's a party, then they're going to show up with like swimming pool inflatables. You're like, no, it's not that kind of party. No, put the weapons away. You can't because so usually you say like we're going to have dinner party and play some cards even then you might give people the idea there's going to be some drinking and smoking and I don't know where you are with that. There's a lot of trucks on this road. Holy crap. But like parties are fun. You know, dinner parties are fun. Sometimes you go to uh, another couple's house and you take your kids and your kids play with their kids and you play cards or you watch movies or you talk about the news or whatever it is that you, that makes you, you know, that you find fun. Play Pokemon or uh, uh, video games or something like you're just hanging out. You're having a good time. You're having fun. So I like to party. That's fine. I like to go dancing with my wife. I like to go line dancing, you know, with my friends. I like to do stuff like that. I like to hang out and tell jokes and be the life of the party. Parties are fun. I'm not going to be one of those Christians that are like, oh, you shouldn't want a party. That's stupid. Like, of course I want a party. Because parties are fun. What I don't want is when parties get weird. So, like, if they're drinking paint and stuff, like, I don't want to be there. Because it's weird and it's going to keep getting weirder. Just, that's where things go wrong. That's when mistakes are made. When things start getting weird. But if you don't hang out with weird people and you just you hang out with people who actually just want to have fun because they're not weird... Then you have a great time and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to pretend that there is. <laughs> uh, I've said a lot. I don't know if there's much more I can stress about this. I just felt like I needed to get my piece out about parties before we start talking about this on the podcast. Because you know where it's going to go. <laughs> We're going to go probably not where I went. Like that's, And that's probably better for some other people. Like I don't know if everybody's comfortable with my interpretation of the world, but I'm not, you know, what I'm saying isn't sinful. It isn't intrinsically sinful. But one thing I will say before I close is the Christ talking about, you know, I'm going to a party. I want to be a witness. We're going to be a light in the dark places. Andy Mineal talked about it in his songs. People are always doing that. You're like, it's retarded. Stop. You're putting yourself in these retarded situations because you want to be a light in the darkness and like, there are some rules that need to be discussed. Like we need to set some ground rules for that. Okay, so let's set some ground rules. I'm gonna use weird examples, but you'll understand. So like, there's this really violent movie called The Watchmen, it's a comic book movie, it's really dark. But in the movie, the, the, the guy who's like the detective character, you know, he goes into some seedy nightclub or, or a bar or whatever, and he's like, this, these people are disgusting. Like, that's his attitude. Like, he doesn't want to be there, but he needs to get information. <clears throat> oh, 
Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Like, you're looking for your cousin, and he's at a sex party, and you need to get him out of there before he ruins his life or before she ruins her life. And you're not there for the strippers. You're not there for the party. You're not there to get weird. You're there for you're trying to find somebody, get them out of there because it's important. And there's a lot of different ways you could do that. You could just go in there. You could keep your head low. Look for the person you're looking for. You could ruin the party. I don't know. You know, like you could just, there's, I'll leave that open to your interpret. You can do something that just completely ruins a party. Uh, if you need advice on that, I can, I can be that guy for you. But you, the, the deal is you're not trying to have fun there. That's not what you want to do. So when you think about being in a, being a light in a, in a dark place, it's like you're in a dark place that you kind of have to be in. Or you're in a dark place that you would rather not be in, but there's a really, really important reason for you to be there. And it's not to fit in with the people that are there. That's definitely not your reason for being there. You don't want to fit in. like, And this is why it's uh, it's retarded for musicians to be like, I'm going to be a... Because you're trying to be in the in crowd. You're trying to be the cool kid. So nobody's buying your crap. What are you out there passing out demos? I'm trying to be a light. No, you're trying to network. Just say it. Just say the truth. You're trying to network. Okay? There's, We can work out the truth. We don't have to like it, but at least like you be truthful. You're trying to network. You're trying to be a light in a dark place. Not if you're trying to get gigs and stuff like that. No, that's not that's not trying to be a light in a dark place. Like, and the example I use is like people go to the bar the same way that people that Christians go to church. And so, like when you're in church and somebody like I used to go to this church and they would say, "Get up and greet people," and that's already awkward for most of us get up and shake someone's hand like oh crap here's that part so you shake your hands and you get up but then they want you to like really get up get up and walk around the entire church like like in a circle you know like laps and stuff so you're all taking laps and they're playing because I'm happy come along if you feel like the room and the ground and you're like why are you doing this why? Like, it's, I hate this, you know, the awkward, you know, walk around and laps and shake hands thing. But like, why are you playing Pharrell? Of all the songs you could be playing, why is that the song that you want us to relate to each other to? That's not a Christian song. That's nothing to do with Christian brotherhood or fellowship. That's not lifting up Christ. It's not praising God. It's not bringing us together in some holy you know, communion or nothing, nothing. It's just, it's just vapid nonsense. Why are you doing this? You know, it, it's fellowship. No, it's not. It's not. You're making us do it, first of all, and, it, and it's, you're using the wrong music. Now, as disgusting and awkward as that is, now imagine you're at a bar and somebody's like, amazing, great. And like, I came here to get away from that. I'm trying to avoid you. That's why I'm at a bar. Why are you here? Now, that's controversial. I get it. Because there's a lot of people that are like, we have a bar ministry. Okay. People still are annoyed by you. They're like, uh, and maybe, maybe the people who are doing the bar ministry are more 
in, uh, are more equipped to do it when they would rather not be there, but they just have a heart for reaching alcoholics or something somehow. And if they're actually doing that, that's a different conversation. But if you're there and you're like, you're trying to play guitar on stage and stuff, and you're trying to like come to my show at the bar, like who are you going to invite to your show? First of all, who, who you're going to invite Christians to come to a bar? Jim used to be an alcoholic. You're going to make him go to a bar. That's, that's kind of messed up, bro. Who are you going to invite? You're going to invite the, the, like the bikers that you just got in a fight with to come listen to Christian music at, at the bar. What are you, you know what I'm saying? And I know this firsthand. This doesn't work. It's dumb. So this whole like being a light to people in dark places thing there's, there's ways to do it. I'm not saying don't try to talk to people or minister at a bar. I'm saying don't try to do it like that because that doesn't work. People are there to get away from you. They're there to be to be dark and dirty and, and to do stuff. And you being on the stage isn't going to stop them doing anything any more than it is posting your Christian video on a porn site. Like that's not going to change anybody's mind. It's just going to annoy them. Now, if there, there is ways that you can talk to people and engage with them that's not that and that's the point that I'm trying to get at another example I give is like there are women's ministries and I stress the women's part women's ministries where they minister to strippers and they usually do it I mean this is hearsay because I've never done this but they usually do it like as the strippers are coming out of the club they talk to them in the parking lot or something like that. Because these girls, a lot of them don't want to be doing that. They don't want to live that life. They're looking for a way out. Some of them are, are cool with it and they think it's awesome, but most of them, not so much. And so there's women out there that are trying to talk to them and, and help them change their lives. But, you know, they're not going to be bragging to their friends at the PTA meeting about how they went to the strip club this weekend. That's not something they're going to be doing. So, like, that's that's the difference. The difference is this is not like how they, this is not what makes them feel cool. This is like something that they feel compelled to do because of the gospel. Now let's go to Lecrae. Back to you, Lecrae. And he's networking at a weird party. You see how that's different? You see how that just doesn't work? I'm sorry. It doesn't. It's a lie. You are networking. Tell the truth. You're networking because you want to be popular with ungodly secular rappers. Just be honest. Just say that. Just say that. I'm I'm reaching these guys. Okay, first, if you're ministering to people in their own personal studios, then why are you telling us? Why are you telling us? Because the way to do it isn't, hey, let me get on a song with you. The way to do it is just, just oh boy, this is, this is going bad. These trucks... Like, get on the road or don't get on the road. Like, what are you doing? And this guy's driving with his blinkers on, but he's not going to slow down. No, no, he's not. <sighs> that was dangerous. So we had a, a truck coming into the on-ramp, and then another truck just, whatever. He's just going to keep going to say he's not going to move. He just turned his, his flashers on because, I don't know, maybe it's a trucker thing that I don't understand. But he almost drove the other truck off the road because he wouldn't get out of the way. Uh, forgot what I was talking about. 
yeah, I got to I gotta uh, wrap it up here because this is getting, it's already after a half hour. I want to know what you guys think. What is your interpretation of being a light in a dark place, you know? Like when you hear, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Does that annoy you to, to no end? Because it really annoys me. Like to say that Jesus sat with sinners is not the same thing as like Jesus hung out with. Like, first of all, I don't think Jesus hung out with anybody. I don't think he had time to just hang out. Like, hey, we're going to go sing karaoke, Jesus. You coming? I don't think that was a thing. I think people were like coming to him because he was very interesting. And he was always the life of the, the party, if you will. And people just wanted to be around him. That I under that I would I can totally agree with. I can totally get on board with. But I think it was on his terms. Because need I remind you, Jesus is God and he left heaven to come here. And so that's like a severe downgrade. You know, I, I, I highly doubt Jesus is like, oh man, I'm gonna be on the on their MySpace top ten now. You know, they're definitely going to want to follow me on Twitter or TikTok after this. I don't think that was, you know, he's not he's not trying to raise his status with the, with the sinners and the tax collector. I think he's here to save their souls, but he would definitely rather not be in Galilee before the Middle Ages. Like, you know, there if he wanted to have a good time, that was not the way to do it. And he knows that better than anybody. So miss me with all that like y'all ain't thinking logically at all you think like jesus couldn't have picked a better time to be alive you know like jesus could have showed up during like some cyberpunk era where everything is awesome but that wasn't like his goal you know what i mean like he wasn't trying to get in some really cool laser tag like he had a he had a reason to be here and it wasn't to get in good with the sinners and tax collectors so please miss me with the whole hanging out with sinners thing because that's just misconstrued to say the least anyways that's it i gotta go 38 minutes and that's enough i want you guys to help me keep this podcast alive uh i love having drive time and being able to talk about these things i love more so actually sitting in a studio and being able to talk about these things but whatever situation gets me talking in a lively way that's that's what's best for this podcast and one of the things that helps for me to be able to do cool stuff with the show and with this website is when you guys support the show. Uh, you can do that in a lot of different ways. You can support monetarily by subscribing. You go to zeroforhire.substack.com or visit zeroforhire.com. There are, there's an email list that you can subscribe to the email. And then also there's a way that you can become a, a, a donor and support the show monetarily. I think that what we have, what we ask for is $8 a month. It's either seven or $8 a month to help support the show as a minimum. But you can give more. You can, you can get, and if you give more, you're helping me do more. So last year we took about $350 and we had some character, some comic book designs made for characters. Now with these designs, they're highly stylized but it gets me one step closer to the vision that I'm chasing. So what I would like to do is I could take these pictures and, you know, for instance, I, I, I talked to some, to some artists about doing covers um, for, the, for the comic book that I'm writing. I'd like to have some alternate covers. Now, alternate covers can be any style, 
it, that, that whatever the artist does. And so it's like, this is what this is what the character looks like. And I can show him and he can do his own interpretation based on that work. Because now we have that. And keep in mind, I can't draw. So when I do it, I have to like generate AI images and that offends some people. So we're trying to stay away from that type of stuff. Oh boy. And all of that is made possible by your subscriptions. By your monetary subscriptions where you support the show. Um, I think we also uh, bought a website for zeroforhire.com. We're able to host things. Uh, we have to pay for hosting. So that means like um, download space, things like that. I have, I have, there are services that I use for that. One of those things is when you go to the Zero for Hire Substack page, and you should be able to get to it. For, yeah, for the Zero for Hire Substack page, actually. If you're a subscriber, then you, you can download all of my music for free. So that's one of the perks. I need to lay that out a little clearer because I'm not sure if everybody's taking full advantage of that, but I just uploaded my entire catalog of albums that I've released. And I think there's some, some singles that I still need to get uploaded. And my paying subscribers have access to that. They can download that stuff for free. That's the kind of thing I want to be able to do. When I do films, uh, videos, and I start getting finding time to be able to do more work like that, I can post that on my Substack page for my subscribers and they will have direct access to that before anybody else does for free or, you know, under, as part of their subscription, they don't have to pay extra for those things because they're helping me make it. And then also the perks that will go along with a Kickstarter. So for the comic book that I'm working on, we still have to put together a Kickstarter. I still have a lot of work to do to get there and, that is going to cost money. I mean, upwards of $30 a page. I think it's my, my starting cost for this project is going to be $30 a page, maybe 35 by the time I actually get to start doing it. And so you look at, I'm working on a project. It's going to be a 22 to 26 page comic book at $30 a page. You do the math. You see how much that's going to cost. That's what your subscriptions help fund. We'll take this subscription. We'll take that subscription money. We'll make some cool art. We're going to start a substat, a, a, a Kickstarter page in order to help fund it some more, get shipping, get fulfillments, do something cool, put some cool, put a cool comic book out there into the world, hopefully create something that people really enjoy. Uh, we might set up a booth at a comic con or something. All these kinds of things will be made possible by your donations. So I say donations, I should say subscriptions. If you want to donate, you can do that as well, but I would prefer just keep it as a subscription. If you want to donate $300, then just donate it. Just get like a year subscription and choose to pay the $300. And then you always have access. You can still get money or money. You can still get music. You can still get videos. You still have access to all those things. So go visit zeroforhire.substack.com. Get a subscription. Become a paying member and have access to those perks. And then help me come up with cool things to keep putting out in the world. Because we want to make cool art. We want to make the... No, we want to do some cool stuff in the world. That's it, guys. I got to go. I just hit Branson, and I really got to pay attention to this part of the drive because it's about to get crazy. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon, and you know the drill. Stay holy.